Hello and welcome to the Last Word Podcast, W-E-R-D. I am your host, motherfucking Gino. Uh, you may be able to hear the, the AC going on in the background. I'm going to turn off the fan. And it's actually unnecessary. Because what's going on right now is we live in Southern California and we are temperature bitches. Temperature bitches. We are currently being dictated by fall, by autumn... And uh, it was like 70 degrees for like a week. And then it was like 90 degrees for like another week. And right now it's like 80 degrees. And I just want it to be cool while I'm doing the podcast. I like to be, when I'm doing this, I like to be supremely comfortable. I have my giant jug of water at my feet. I have some powerful coffee, powerful tasty coffee in front of me. Excuse me. And uh, I just like it to be the right temperature. And I don't like to have distractions, so I close the window so I don't have a breeze. And I, and I have the air condition flowing, even though it's like 80 degrees and it's not hot and it's not cold. But it's just a tiny bit muggy. It's just, a, it's just like a little bit, you know, it's a little bit not perfect. And so uh, just while I'm doing this, I'm going to make it perfect. Right now, my car is parked a mile away. And as soon as I'm done, I'm going to have to go get it. And I'm always scared that like i don't know because your car is a mile away you're like i hope my car's okay when i get there uh because now it's illegal to park on wednesdays during the daytime in front of my apartment complex that's a whole different deal i want to talk about what's going on in the world today um as of this recording it's october 11th wednesday uh 2 ish p.m and uh this weekend some horrible things happened in the middle east uh between you know Israel and Hamas, uh, people taking sides, people taking sides on a region that they've never been to, that they really don't know anything about, uh, on a war that's been going on uh, at least a century, but maybe some millennia, maybe some thousands of years. Uh, It's a complicated history. And my take on it is these things happen every day all over the world and often enough the country that we enjoy the fruits of uh is the aggressor and uh the the one time that our country is not the aggressor we like to really just take sides you know and the where my mind always goes is why are we all of a sudden paying attention to something a particular thing and we're not paying attention to so many other things that are similar around the world. There's so many other atrocities going on around the world. <coughs> Excuse me. But they are not the center of the news. They are not the center of CNN or Fox News. And why are we not paying attention to the... And um, I understand there's, there are many people I know who have family on both sides of the conflict. And uh, they're friends of mine and they're friends with each other. And uh, so they have a dog in the race, so to speak. I don't. Uh, My parents are from Ecuador, a third world country in South America. And you can call it a developing country if you want. But that country is as developed as it's going to get. And it's always been under the thumb of the first world. And for a long time, it was under the American thumb. And for a little while, it was under the Russian thumb, I think. And uh, I think it's under the American thumb. They always have to choose to be somebody's bitch. And when you think of the world in that regard then you can if you study what prison politics are like 
<coughs> excuse me, you can understand the world under that lens. If you are not a shot caller, the U.S., the U.K., um, even Russia, you know, uh, Japan, China, if you are not a shot caller, then you have to choose to be whose bitch you're going to be. And that's the entire rest of the world. That's the entire rest of the world that isn't necessarily like, I guess Qatar is in trouble because they backed some of the, I don't, I don't even know. There's a lot, there's a lot going on there. And also where my, where my brain goes also, where my mind goes also, (coughs) I think the AC is making me cough. I wasn't coughing before I started doing the podcast. I feel guilty because I think the last couple podcasts, it was like very cough heavy. And so I don't want to repeat that. But anyway. Where my mind also goes, if you listen to the recent episodes here on the podcast, uh, I always like to talk about, you know, what, what I've been watching and how uh, it somehow relates to what's going on in the world or, you know, social dynamics, politics, things like that. Hunger Games. I recently watched, finished watching The Hunger Games. I know it's been a while since it's been out, but I, I don't watch that stuff in the theaters. And honestly, I wasn't even going to give it a chance. But the way it ended was pretty amazing and very close to how things actually happen in politics. I was really impressed with how they, they took on the subject matter. And in the end, uh, Katniss Aberdeen, the hero of the story, right, who's the figurehead of the revolution, her side decides to bomb itself with some stolen planes that it got from the other side. So that to turn antipathy toward and uh you know we now know that superpowers have done this throughout history where they they either leave themselves as bait so that they can enter a war uh anyone who is when you go into the armed forces you get re-educated into the history of the world history of wars and you learn if you don't already know that uh the u.s allowed japan to bomb pearl harbor so that they could enter the war. And they really set themselves up to, to suffer uh, mass, the mass destruction. I think with actual minimal casualties, but massive property, dis- the, the most property destruction that they could get. So that it could look horrible and then they could enter the war. Things like that. They did similar things uh, with Cuba. So that they could go up against Cuba and the missile crisis. Things like that. Um, so I, I often think of things like that. I'm like... I don't know. We don't know how arms deals work. Why after... Was there a ceasefire? I'm not even really 100% sure. Why all of a sudden was there a sparked interest in uh, an attack, and especially on civilian uh, non-military targets? It doesn't make sense, but nothing makes sense in war is hell, and I don't expect any of it to make sense. All I know is that we're paying attention to that, and meanwhile, our rent continues to skyrocket, gas is seven dollars a gallon and we want to pay attention to this thing that doesn't really touch us on american soil and we don't pay attention to the things that are affecting us and kind of like we're we're really going through it right now economically and we're really kind of in danger of something because uh we're not doing anything back we're not showing any resistance and uh and we're really kind of just uh letting we're just letting them know that we're really we'll we'll put up with anything that they have to offer, especially if you just give us some distractions. <clears throat> God help them if our Wi-Fi ever goes out. We have no. We remember a big result, or um, George Floyd was a result in my and many people's estimation of uh, people not having people were kept up in their houses and they had nothing to do, 
And so, yeah, this this thing, uh, this uh, police on black violence had been going on for quite some time. And then a sparking event happened and people took to the streets. They had been in for six months, you know. God help him if we ever go out of Wi-Fi. So that's my take on the whole uh, Israel-Hamas thing. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a dog in the race. Uh, I, I believe war of any kind is just horribly atrocious. And uh, it's really poor people paying for the pissing contests of rich people. Uh, and the people who start these wars never pay the price, almost never pay the price. And uh, they just kind of watch their own people get screwed over by themselves anyway if that sense makes any kind of sense so that's that's my take on that i want to progressively get lighter so i started with the heavy stuff this week that's as heavy as it's going to get okay and that's pretty fucking heavy so that's not it's not saying a little bit um so i i told you last time i picked up a job um and uh this is how my life operates all right uh, as soon as I get a job, I have been offered a show. I have been offered a gig every single night that I am scheduled to work. I almost ha- I, I was offered back-to-back shows this week from Thursday to Sunday, which it happens once in a while. But it happened now that I'm scheduled to work Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. The only reason I'm not scheduled to work Friday is because I asked for it off a few weeks ago because... Uh, because it's my show uh the broken bougie comedy on friday the 13th show at the hollywood comedy if you care to join us i have some fans out there they've never gone to any of my shows but they like my content so i don't know i don't know if they actually like my comedy but at least they like the way i paint things they like my lens my content is usually kind of like i see something out in the wild and i make a meme out of it in my story that's pretty much my style and that's what I've been doing with TikTok. Been uh, falling asleep on the TikTok. I took a little break just because uh, I don't think you can really stay fresh every day of the year. I just don't think it's going to be good quality. And uh, I saw the quality of my content drop, I think, kind of dramatically. So I just took a little break. And uh, the, the danger in taking a break in anything is uh, it's difficult to get back on. It's difficult to start a habit again. So uh, I took a week break, but now that week is turning into two weeks. Uh, I had a friend kind of help me write some material. I don't know if I'm going to use it because I really at some point just kind of felt like I was stealing her jokes. She really, I think she really just wanted to hang out with me. And she really looked sad every time I tried to like turn the attention back toward like, oh, we're writing something right now. So uh, that's kind of a thing I have to think about. Anytime I, invo- I involve people in a project... I always have to make it fun first and work second. And I have to figure out a way to record the creativity without taking these lengthy breaks to write down whatever whatever we said or whatever we were trying to finish off with, whatever we were trying to result with, whatever the, the result was. Anyway, my vocabulary is all over the place. I'm going to take a little drink of water. Give me one second. And I think I'm actually going to turn off the air condition. I don't really need it anymore. It's a nice, crisp 65 degrees or 70 degrees in here. I was, uh... I was involved in a conversation a few days ago with a few comics 
And uh, one of them is uh, One of them does porn uh, I've done porn a couple of times uh, I really just produced it I maybe barely made my money back off of it But um, he does it regularly And he also does comedy So he's, he's a content guy He does some music videos I might, He says he knows how to make a music video go viral I think I might pick his brain on that But So just to say that he's a guy who keeps his body in peak condition And part of the way he has done that is with steroids And he's been very vocal about that Excuse me in fact, he's a guy who told me uh, he's part of the fitness community and I'm not because I haven't cheated. I haven't taken the cheat, which I would beg to differ. I, ugh, I think I ate some stuff this morning that didn't agree with me. Uh, that's a scary thing to say because I ate some three-day-old carne asada. But it was also just like really greasy for the first thing you have in the morning. And uh, I also had a whole bunch of coffee, so that could be it too. But uh, I guess we'll see. Anyway, uh, it was a conversation with a few comics, and they were asking him what to do to get in shape. And the first thing he said was steroids. Because the first thing I say is, why don't you go for walks? And they all seem to agree that, no, you just want the aesthetic, and you don't want to do the hard work. Just take some steroids, and you'll build some muscle. And you actually, I used to joke about this, but I guess you actually don't have to work out when you take steroids. Uh, I was really sure that you did, but I don't know. So I've never taken them. And honestly, people uh, who take steroids, it's kind of like a community. They keep it really close to the chest. And uh, it's also, they get like, it's amazing what people can be experts in when they really decide to care about a topic. So once people start to care about fitness, they really like get into the science of it and understand everything about uh, protein synthesis and muscle repair and uh, what chemicals counteract other chemicals. And, you know, you need to take certain supplements because your body stops making testosterone when you start taking testosterone and it's it's a whole thing and i've been able to digest like a little bit of it at a time but like not a whole lot like from for my part i really just want to stay healthy that's that's a big part of it for me and i'd like if i could just work completely work off this pot belly it's not even really a pot belly it's just enough to like for me not to have abs it's annoying because i i work regularly man i work like every every day most days but some days are harder than others, right? Some days I'll work out an hour and a half and do some rigorous cardio, and some days I'll go in for a half an hour and just kind of do some weights and get out. But anyway, I guess what got me about this conversation is, uh, so the main dude, the, the dude who does porn and does steroids, he was saying, you know, in order to maintain a physique, you have to be coming from a place of insecurity, of borderline hating yourself and... And you're working every day to shed that, and uh, it, it, that's the main driver. And I'm like, okay, I feel like he's right and he's wrong. Give me one second. I, I really got this stomach ache right now, and it's distracting me, and I want to be able to get into this topic. Okay, I'm back. So I, I guess I have a problem with this because, okay, I don't like the fact that people feel like their experience has to be everyone else's experience. Like, uh, I, I was using this as a kind of a premise last night. I was, I was just miking it. I haven't really brought it into like material yet, but I, I, I have messed with it in the past in other bits. So like, uh, I, I've, I've just kind of like used my experience and, and, and pretended just assumed that it was like, ev 
like presumed, but like fictitiously, right? I don't actually assume that it's everyone else's experience, but I just talk like it. Like, hey, do you remember when you were a kid and uh, like one of your friends, let's say you were a kid, you're like 16, 17, and one of your friends, you're all, you're all hanging out together. And one of your friends is getting railed by two of your friends in front of eight of your friends. And everyone immediately is just like, and I think some people are horrified because they actually do remember something like that. And they kind of, I think people block out a lot of their childhood because it's problematic. And, uh, like I was just, I was actually just watching, uh, Beth Stelling's new comedy special, which is strangely, I would say not laugh out loud, funny, but very entertaining, which is something you don't hear me say a lot. Uh, I would say I've only said that about her and Mark Maron. Mark Maron is another guy who's, he's not laugh out loud funny, but it's very engaging. And I, I like watching his specials and his standup. I'm not hooked on it, let's say. Like, I'm not rushing every time they come out with something. I am a little bit more than, like, I'm excited whenever they come out with something because there are very few comics that I, that I look for their specials. But anyway, she, sh- so she, especially from a female perspective, she sh- shares her childhood experience. And so she's in eighth grade <coughs> and she's, because she's saying she didn't drink as an adult because she got all of her drinking done when she was in eighth grade. And that was a lot of people that I knew. I didn't start drinking until high school, but you know, it's still very young. And she was saying, and she said that they'd go hang out at the college and everyone's cheering about the, the college because she's in her hometown and they're all, they got the civic pride. And she's like, wait, I would hold those cheers in. And her her and her drunk eighth grade friends would go to the college and hook up with some of the frat boys. And that's that's the girl that I did. When I was 15, that's the girl that I dated. And the girl that would go, she, she would just sleep with everybody in her apartment complex and they were like in their 20s and 30s. And that was, as a 15-year-old, I knew that the girl that I was dating uh, <clears throat> had me in competition with full-grown men. I was in the same dating pool as them. And, uh, <laughs> like those things traumatize people. And as an adult, we, we find them problematic. And so we, rather than deal with them or try to wrap our brains around the psychology of it or the dynamic of it or what happened or what's happening, <clears throat> we really just choose to forget it, I think. And that's why a lot of people that I grew up with take to Facebook and say that they used to, you know, suffer consequences whenever they behaved badly and i'm like no man i used to sell you meth that's you didn't suffer consequences you would spend days away from home and you were a fucking street rat and then you grew up and for some reason your kids are responsible maybe because you didn't make the same mistakes that your parents made and just the fact that you blocked it out doesn't mean it didn't happen but anyway this concept of of like your experience being a universal experience when you get into like a deep truth of your experience there are going to be grains of it that resonate with other people and sometimes in a good way sometimes in a bad way but to say that your experience is everyone else's experience well that just takes individual individuality out of the equation so that that doesn't make any kind of sense to me so for this guy remember the first thing i was talking about the guy on steroids i know i've kind of veered around a little bit but it all has to do with each other like I, I can understand, I, I guess because I'm, I'm trying to reconcile these two things, you work out because of insecurity or not, or like kind of an insecurity that's so deeply entrenched. Like I know a friend of mine, he's got ripped abs and he's good looking and he's, and women love him. He's got piercing blue eyes. And, uh, when he goes to the gym, I know that he is like exercising his demons. You know, he's, he's just trying not to be 
crazy, you know, like that's him. But for me, I really do it for health. And that's maybe why I fall off. I'm like right in the middle. That's why I don't have six pack abs, I guess. You know what I mean? I am driven. I do it regularly. Um, but, uh, I do it for health and I'm really more concerned with getting blood flow to all the different parts of my body. I also understand that as a person, I'm a little bit of an anomaly because I'm just an expert enough in many things to be annoying about it, but I'm not an actual expert in any one thing. Uh, I'm an artist, but I don't make money off of it. Uh, I don't know. I I understand that I'm an anomaly in many respects, and uh, so that kind of makes me a person who doesn't belong in any one community fully. As a comic, I don't necessarily hate myself the way a lot of comics say that they do. Uh, As a bartender, I'm not like a guy that just got like all the game or anything, but I do love making drinks and I'm really good at it. Um, As a fuckboy, I've had pretty good luck, but not uh, as good luck as a lot of my friends who can just kind of walk in any bar and walk out with the hottest chick in there. So I'm kind of just like an in-betweener. I'm a middle child, just like in my, in my, in my family. But I, there's a lot of people out there who are just doing something that's healthy for them. And they, yeah, they look good for it. And it helps you age better. And I've seen the results. I guess that's the other part of it is I kind of live in multiple timelines constantly. Ever since I was a kid. I was, I was the kid in high school who was telling everybody, look, it gets a lot worse. Enjoy it while it's still here i was like the the voice of the future when i was in high school i remember people would say how much it was ter- how terrible it was and how you know they you know were sick of high school they couldn't wait to get out and i was the one telling them no this is as easy as it gets please enjoy it while you're here but it's, it's hard to make friends out there in the world i see it the people pay taxes and they're like what do you know about taxes well, i don't know but it seems horrible i see people out there struggling it seems really rough <clears throat> and that's why 35 year old women were trying to fuck me when i was 17 Um, but yeah, I don't, it doesn't, uh, on the other side of it, okay. On the other side of it is, uh, there is an amount of fear that makes you do things that are good for you. Right. And that's, that's kind of like this whole race for survival thing, right? This race for survival, this, uh, this struggle for longevity, you want to not only stay here as long as you could, but also maintain a high quality of life, a high standard of, of existing, you know, you want to thrive, not just survive. Survival's first, but you want, you definitely want to exceed that and go toward the thriving. And there's a, there's, I'm sure like, I don't process it as fear because we're in the first world and uh, we don't have it as tough as many other people around the world do. But yeah, I think it's there. I think you understand that, hey, if you stop doing this, then there's going to be consequences or the good things will stop coming, right? If you stop working out, you're just going to be kind of like an ugly, short, pudgy guy. Um, You're going to, you know, you're going to age faster. I I have a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends out of high school. And the moment they turned 20, they just looked 40. You know, they just immediately got plump and uh you know they were drinking every day and they just like they immediately aged into like 20 they just immediately aged into 40 you know and uh i see there's a there's a big health uh fad in my family i see like a lot of my older cousins like they're like a generation or two generations older than me and they 
they look great. They really do look amazing, but they also maintain themselves for the most part. You know, they, if they're not working out at the gym every day, they're at least like going for walks, watching what they're eating. But for the most part, they do like go to the gym or like maintain some hobbies, skiing, snowboarding, surfing, something like that, sailing, you know, and it's not just coming from this, this hyper manic insecurity like Ken Steele is the guy who I'm talking about, by the way, and you should check out his porn. It's a uh, thrill seeker. That's his porn name. And he's got this amazing mustache, this amazing hipster mustache that he said that he says it took him two years to grow. Uh, and he's he's actually a great guy to talk to, like someone who's that candid, even about his insecurity and all that stuff. Like that's 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 a guy that is fun to talk to and insightful. And uh, he's got really cool things to say. And I think he could become a really good comic because because of that honesty people say that comics are broken people and i argue that most people are broken but comics are just honest about it we have kind of this that's why it's often confused with kind of like a an autism because autistic people have trouble lying anyway that's my take on it uh because i was thinking about how many big people i know that don't keep themselves in shape because they didn't like me i got in shape originally because i used to get picked on a lot and i just wanted it to end so i went and i joined wrestling and i got good at it and i got in great shape and i more or less learned how to fight and even when i wasn't sure that wrestling had efficiently taught me how to fight so i just hung out with some knuckleheads because i knew they would get me in a fight i knew they would get me in some fights and i would have a chance to practice my skills in real time in real life and i did and they translated and it was okay, you know? And more recently, I've learned how to box because I actually really never learned that. Sorry, I'm fumbling with my clothes while I'm podcasting. I shouldn't be doing that. But I actually attributed the stomach ache that I had earlier to anxiety because I'm not moving fast enough and the day is kind of moving along and I'm really worried about my car. But maybe, since I have to go to work tonight, I should really just switch into my work clothes and that'll do my thinking for me. I actually don't think I have to work tonight. I think I actually, there's like a meeting that's kind of like, I think it's supposed to be just like a sexual harassment training or some shit like that. They're going to train me how to sexually harass people. No, I'm just joking. Um, before that happens, I want to go to the coffee shop and I want to write some lyrics down. I've been working on this song ever so slowly. Oh, I just found my stylus. I use a stylus. To operate my iPhone because touching it, the electricity from touching it makes me feel super fucking weird. I think I'm the only person who has that feeling. I've asked around and nobody says that they share that sentiment with me, but I do. I feel that and it feels gross. So I've started to use a stylus. Also, a study just came out that said iPhone 12s, which is the iPhone that I own, have a higher radioactivity than other iPhones, which is fucking scary. Which makes me glad that I, I make every effort usually to keep my phone in a bag kind of separate from me. <sighs> All right. Now we have come to the time in the podcast where I talk about what I've been watching. Let me make sure I have everything in my pockets. I'm ready to go as soon as this podcast is over. I'm ready to go out into the world. It's sunny which I kind of didn't want. I wanted to do my mile and a half walk to get my car. I wanted to do it in the shade, in the haze, but it's nice and breezy outside. It's a really gorgeous day. I love these days. I love the autumn. 
A friend of mine told me she was born in the spring and that makes her crave the autumn. And I think that's just a theory because I was born in the autumn and I love the autumn. I think it's just a beautiful time of year. I think sunset is a beautiful time of day and autumn is the sunset of the year and that makes perfect sense to me. It's just kind of like soliloquy. It's like contemplative, you know? But it's still party time. It's kind of like staying up late, you know? So uh, I just watched this movie. It is, uh, it's Halloween season, you know? It's October. And uh, I would say that many of the movies coming out right, right now are pretty cool in concept. They make me want to watch them, and I'm not even a horror movie guy. But I'll watch any movie that's good. That's like with music. I don't, there's some genres of music that I generally don't like, but I'll listen to anything that's good. I'll listen to good country. Most country's bad for me. That's how I think. But, mo- but most music out there is bad. Like, I like EDM, but most EDM is bad. It's very poppy and gross. Excuse me, I just burped. And, um... What was I saying? Oh, yeah, scary movies. <laughs> Sorry. I was really thinking about the, the music stuff. But, yeah, uh, okay, so it's it's a really cool... The, the movie I watched recently is really cool. It's a it's kind of a genre meld between... It's horror, time travel, comedy. So it's pretty cool. And uh, so this chick travels back to the 80s to try to stop this serial killer. And uh, they, they do an homage to, like, a couple of movies in there. And uh, one of them is Scream. Uh, I don't want to tell you how. Uh, because you should just watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it might also be in theaters, but it's on Amazon Prime. It's probably not in theaters because usually if something is in theaters and it's on Prime, they're usually charging for it. So it's probably just on Prime. It's a great watch at home. I know it's a good movie because my fiance watched it with me and she never watches movies, but also maybe she was trying to get laid because she wouldn't stop touching my dick the whole time. And I'm like, really? I just ate and I'm trying to watch this movie. I'm very full and I'm trying to watch this movie. I'm not trying to move my belly up and down. One second. So it's, this movie does a few things because we're, the, what we're doing a lot in movies right now and in art is we're reflecting on the past as being more messed up than uh, socially and culturally than we are now. So there's a lot of, um, you know, parents don't know where their kids are and nobody cares. There's no security anywhere. Uh, there's really no privacy. It's easy to get somebody else's information if you just ask for it. She's trying to, she's trying to like sleuth her way into getting this information. And so she comes up with these excuses and nobody cares. She asks for somebody's class schedule and she's like, well, I have to know because, and they're like, whatever, here's the class schedule. Who cares? If you need someone's class schedule, have it, you know, or, or she's like, I'm a new student. I'm from Canada. And because she's in the past, right? So she has to come up with a reason to exist. And she's like, the only reason you may not have gotten my paperwork. And they're like, whatever, who cares? You're what? You're 11th grade. Here's the schedule. And like, they don't care, you know, which I don't know if it was probably that easy, but I do know that, okay, the eighties are a long jump from the 1920s and forties, but I knew, I do know that bank robbers in the first half of the 20th century just used to have to not be there 
after the bank was robbed. That was how they got away. There wasn't like a lot of forensics. There weren't security cameras. They just had to not be there. And apparently they used to get dressed up for it. They used to like wear suit coats and make a day out of it, you know. Babyface George Nelson and and uh, John, John Dillinger, I think is the guy. Public enemy number one. What's his name? Um, Johnny Depp did a movie about public enemy number one, John Dillinger. Not to be confused with Daz Dillinger, member of Snoop Dogg's Dog Pound back in the G-Funk days. Anyway, so the, the movie's pretty cool. It's just campy enough. There's a whole lot of exposition up top. So it's kind of like they're, they're making sure that you have things at the end of the movie to tie into. So they just kind of like give you a lot of information. It was 35 years ago today that the murders happened, blah, 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 you know, things like that. And then uh, I learned martial arts. So you know that she's a fighter, you know, so you know that she can fight. So when you see her fighting against the murder, it's not this weird thing that this that this little fucking uh, junior in high school chick like is an excellent expert martial artist. Her mom has been scared for 35 years. And so she made her learn, you know, years and years of self-defense. And uh, and then there's and they never captured the kill. So the, the guy's still out there. You don't know. Like he never you know, he could still be at it, you know. And, uh, they, so there's a lot of exposition up top, but I kind of felt what they were doing. It's just a Halloween movie, right? So they're like, all right, let's get the workout up top. And in the middle is really cool. And I love what happens when she goes back in time is she wants to get in contact with the woman who will later be her mom. And she's a fucking bitch. She's a fucking, she's like the plastics in Mean Girls. If you ever seen Mean Girls, she, her and her crew are like those terrible women who are just mean to everybody and do terrible shit. And so they tie, they even tied a little bit of like, I know what you did last summer, right? Because they kind of like, they're responsible for this chick like dying. So that, that's like a potential reason for the murderer and, uh, or, but they're mean to everybody. So everybody kind of maybe wants to kill them because they're just fucking mean girls. And, um, anyway, uh, really, really cool movie. Uh, really fun and not too preachy. It's more like poking fun at, it's more like poking fun at 1980s culture right because there's there's just kind of a lot of like male on female harassment that that just flies and the, so so she's just kind of like taking it in and she's she's not preaching at everybody but she's just like what kind of what kind of world is this like what kind of time is this you know but uh really cool movie uh that's really all i have to say about it you should go watch it uh i didn't want to do anything too heavy and i didn't want to do anything too uh <laughs> that would pontificate our current state socially and cu- culturally too much um, but, uh, yeah, I can tell it's good because my fiance watched it and she never watches anything. Uh, I think I'm done. I think I'm done, uh, talking to you right now. We're about 35 minutes in. That's a perfect amount of time. I, sometimes I wish I could leave you all with something profound, but I notice, I notice when I'm say hosting a show, when I'm producing a show, a comedy show, I'm always looking for something to say about the next person coming up to the stage. And sometimes it's just better to say, Hey, you're going to love them. They're really funny. Please welcome, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, I'm just saying that was a good movie. I said everything about it. Uh, it's a time travel movie. Uh, the, they, the women are the heroes of the movie. They don't make too much light of that. It's not preachy. You're going to like it. You're going to enjoy it. It's good fun. Watch it. Uh, watch it with somebody you might want to fuck while you're watching it. And uh, maybe don't finish watching it and f- finish watching it the next day. You know, and Nothing's better than a movie that you don't know the end because... Uh, 
because you fucked while you were watching it. That's my recommendation. My recommendation is you turn on this movie and you have someone next to you that you could possibly or maybe will definitely have sex with and and then you don't finish the movie and then maybe the next day you're like, oh, I, was, I finished watching the, watching the movie and it'll be good. All right, you guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, at you, towards you, uh, in your general direction. Uh, I hope you have a great day, night, uh, evening, whatever part of the 24-hour cycle it is for you. Uh, I'm always glad to be with you in your car, in your bathroom, while you're washing dishes, whatever, what have you. Um, Whatever you do when you're listening to podcasts. Uh, What else? Uh, Follow me at Broken Bougie Comedy on uh, TikTok and on Instagram. Follow me at Bad Motherfucker Named Gino if you don't already on Instagram. Uh, Follow me on Pornhub at Rocco100K, R-O-C-C-O, 100K. Um, It's been a pleasure. I love you. Until next time. Bye-bye.